In this episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about crisp and refreshing vampire tropes, emoting vegetables, and apologies for our rumbling tummies in our discussion of Garlic and the Vampire by Brie Paulson. <laughs> hey everybody, <laughs> welcome to Fictional Hangover, a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire, and today we're going to discuss Garlic and the Vampire by Brie Paulson. <laughs> it's so precious. <laughs> it's so cute. Standard disclaimer. If you haven't read this book, please remember that Fictional Hangover is all about spoilers. If you haven't read and don't want to be spoiled, stop listening to us and go read the book, then come back. If you haven't done this but want to pretend that you have, or if you don't care about spoilers, or if you just love vegetables and vampires so much that you don't care about any of that, then listen up. If you love vegetables and vampires If you love vegetables and vampires so much that you don't care about any of them. Okay, I'm just going to throw this idea out there. Okay. What? So, you know when we start struggling with Vampire Book Club actually coming up with vampire stories, can we change it to Vegetables and Vampire Book Club? Yes. Like, have an offshoot. However... Even if it's just a couple of di- couple of episodes. Are there going to be that many more vegetable and vampire books? Do they have to be vegetables and vampires, or can it be vegetables or vampires? It could be vegetables or... Because either way, I think we need to bring Annie in on the discussion here. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that we're doing, and I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, because graphic novels are like not my number one top favorite thing. I'm so glad that we're doing graphic novels this month, because this one is precious. And I know that I said last week that like I'm... Heartstopper is not my favorite because it's so precious, but this one is precious and it has vampires and it has vegetables. So it's like all of this, my favorite things. Exactly. But this one thing that it doesn't have is romance. It doesn't have romance. You're right. It doesn't have romance, but it does have vegetables and vampires. It has found family. It grown does. family. Yes. Grown family. Grown family. <laughs> It, it it has a lot of the. It is a very cute little graphic novel that has so many of our favorite tropes in. It yes, it really does. It really does. So we just we just need to get started. Yes. Oh, background information. Yes. Amanda is caressing a carrot <laughs> in a non-salacious manner. It's in a precious way. Yes, not an inappropriate way. Because this is a middle grade graphic novel, you, you can... Claire. I, I'm go- I, I have a potato that you are resting on. In the oh, go- oh God. Oh, God. We've all just collapsed. I have a potato. Yes. And I have a melon. Yes. I also have a garlic and a thousand other carrots, but those are put away right now. Because uh, this is this might be the last time that I record in this space. Because <gasps> hopefully, as everyone has picked up over the past thousand months my house might be finished so i might be recording in a new space next time we'll just have to see we'll just have to see it's hard to say gosh i hope so too it'll be so nice to have my bookshelves back (laughs) (laughs) let's have some background information instead okay so i found this background information on sequentialtart.com which I love the title of this blog Sequential Tart and they were talking about you know pretty much just the preciousness of this book and there was a lot of stuff about why why living vegetables and that was because Bria Paulson just really liked to doodle anthropomorphic vegetables all the time and then she made it into a thing but anyway that is not the question that i chose they were talking about what i chose was about vampires because obviously obviously sequential tart says i love how you worked in your favorite bit of vampire lore seeds that includes the explanation scene and how it's used to give garlic confidence how did you come to that bit of storytelling genius 
And Brie Paulson responds, I knew from the get-go I wanted to include some actual vampire folklore in Garlic's world, since the whole premise is based on lore surrounding Garlic. Of course, that meant I was going to include the counting rule with seeds, because, like you said, it's my favorite, and it's one of our favorites, too, and it's never included, and now it's been included in two books that we have read in the past few months, and that's amazing. She goes on to say, I knew the payoff of a joke I wanted to do later in the book. I just needed to set it up. It dawned on me as I was writing that Garlic would scoff at the idea of seeds stopping a vampire because it sounds ridiculous. It was a perfect opportunity to get her some great words of encouragement. (laughs) And it's precious. I love it. I got so excited when that drop came in. I know. And he would jump ahead, jump ahead, jump ahead. We're not there yet. No. Uh, did, did you have initial thoughts? Um, I'm just so happy that we're actually covering this book because we've both mentioned it more than once, I'm sure. I feel like we have, yeah. It, and we've definitely talked about it behind the scenes. Yes. Yes, we have. And so I, I just, I just want to add in a little bit for me. Living vegetables? <laughs> yes, please. I love them. You couldn't them. eat them though, could you? I mean, no. they're too precious. No, I just. I would I literally love them. be screaming as you like. No, don't kill me! But I'm hungry. No, no. I just, I just love it so much. And another behind-the-scenes thing that we've talked about quite a bit is that, like, I have this collection of ve- of vegetable puppets that I have that I made a long, long time ago. And I believe no one. I know. I believe the only one that I still actually have is the garlic one. So precious. I know. It's just perfect. It's it's absolutely perfect. So meant to be. It is meant to be. Okay. Shall we get started? Yes, please. Okay. In the hills, there's a little village, and in a small house with a garlic bulb roof, Garlic wakes up with a big stretch and notices a note left by Carrot. I tried to wake you, so it's your fault if you're late today. In a panic, Garlic gets ready, grabs her bulging bag, and runs out of the house. She can't be late again! Oh no! At the market, Carrot is until he spots garlic ducking and weaving through the crowd, nearly causing chaos in her haste. At the stall, garlic dumps her bag full of garlic bulbs into a crate next to Carrot's carrots and slumps behind the counter. To her mortification and frustration, garlic is always late on market day. Carrot actually thought she died, and despite <laughs> garlic's desperate hopes, which Agnes noticed she was late again. Also, Celery is still mad at her for knocking over his very extra display of celery last week. He constantly glares at her. Celery is very judging. Celery is a jerk. (laughs) Market day is busy as usual with all the produce being bought by the local townsfolk except one bulb of garlic garlic must have dropped. In what seems to be her usual clumsy way, garlic chases the bulb to Celery's stall, which thankfully is empty as she boinks her head on the counter. Oh, time to head home, take a nap. Oh, today has been stressful. As the veggies walk along, Potato notices smoke coming from the spooky castle's chimney. Curious. Hmm... The next morning, Garlic and Carrot, along with the other veggies, make their way to Witch Agnes's vegetable garden to tend the crops. Garlic likes to talk to her little garlic sprouts, which which Agnes sees and approves of. She calls it a little magic to help them grow, much to Garlic's surprise. Witch Agnes tells Garlic that all the veggies have become so much more than mute helpers. They're their own beings now, pursuing their own interests and diversifying. So, if Garlic wants to take a break, try something new, or go off on an adventure, that's fine. Garlic looks toward the woods, hears a howl, and tells Witch Agnes, Thanks, but no thanks. 
which Agnes, however, believes that Garlic is capable of more, despite her own misgivings and lack of confidence. And one day she could breathe life into the Garlic bulbs, not just help them grow. <laughs> this causes Garlic to panic. What if she saw someone in a live Garlic? Oh, <laughs> oh my god, no! <laughs> As which Agnes tries to calm Garlic down, Carrot watches from his crop. Potato, however, keeps looking at the spooky castle and the smoking chimneys. Eventually, more of the veggies are drawn to what Potato keeps staring at. Carrot tries to be reasonable, but Celery, the jerk, is causing panic. Sure, something terrible must be going on. The kerfuffle draws Witch Agnes's attention. Witch Agnes tells the veggies to calm down. It's nothing! Or it's a vampire. One used to live there a long time ago, so it may have come back. <laughs> Gasp! Panic! Terror! Oh, calm down. It could just be a random traveler, too. Who knows? While Scallion and Pumpkin offer to go scout out the spooky castle, Celery suggests that the obvious one to go is garlic. I mean, obviously, it's true. But Celery's still a jerk. Which Agnes interrupts. She has an easier solution. Inside Witch Agnes's home, the veggies take a seat in front of a full-length mirror. They're going to use the mirror to scry and check to see if there is a vampire in residence at the spooky castle. Together, they look into the mirror, which reflects a long corridor in the spooky castle. After a few moments, they confirm that yes, yes, there is a vampire residence at the spooky castle, as an older, sharp-featured and smartly-dressed gentleman with pointy ears and red eyes comes into view and looks straight at them. No! Gasp! No! <laughs> Clutch your vegetables! Which Agnes quickly covers the mirror, but is it too late? One of the veggies declares that they must do something to save the townsfolk. With a smirk, Celery points out that Garlic wards off vampires, so clearly Garlic must go. Poor Garlic is trembling in her chair next to Carrot. Which Agnes is helpless as Celery persuades the others to send Garlic to destroy the vampire. Garlic runs out of the cottage upset and is followed by Carrot. Garlic is scared and doesn't know what to do. To her surprise, even Carrot thinks that she should go because she has natural immunity to vampires. Garlic points out that vampires may actually really like garlic and they spread a false rumor. Or worse, and more likely, she says, what if she messes up? Oh no. Carrot gives Garlic a rousing speech while at the same time painting a picture of doom, gloom and disaster if she doesn't go. Though all this might be for nothing and the vampire could be harmless. Screwing her courage to the sticking place, Garlic says that she'll do it. She'll confront the vampire. Brave. Carrot shouts her agreement back to the veggies who cheer while Witch Agnes looks worried. Oh no. Oh no. Garlic is down by the river, her tears dropping into the water. Witch Agnes approaches and offers Garlic a hug. Witch Agnes tells Garlic that she doesn't have to go, that they'll think of something else. But Garlic insists, despite her worries, that only she can check if the vampire has legions of minions that will destroy them all. Garlic insists that she'll be brave, but oh my grapes! She will gratefully accept any extra help Witch Agnes can offer. As they stroll along, which Agnes advises that vampire don't like the sun, so it's best to go in the morning. She uses her magic to show a leaf with red berries, a hawthorn. Garlic knows exactly where one is, and together they break off a branch. Back at which Agnes's home, she explains that the hawthorn has magical properties and uses her own magic, with a little wink, to turn the branch into a stake and hammer. <laughs> Wonderful. Which Agnes also gives Garlic a leaf necklace for protection and a bag of seeds and grains for destruction. All these tools give Garlic confidence and she gives Witch Agnes a smile. It's a nice sunny day and Garlic is ready to set off. 
which Agnes will do her best to keep the clouds away and to help Garlic get to and from the spooky castle, Solus, her raven, will help. Oh, and Celery's going too. It was his idea, so which Agnes insists he needs to go in case things get hairy and hands him a bag with garlic bulbs in. Before Garlic climbs on Solus's back, Carrot gives her a big hug as the other veggies cheer her on. Celery does not look happy. As they fly, Celery screams that they're going to die, while Garlic dismisses him and gives herself a pep talk. I'm brave, it's just a vampire, and I'm Garlic. It doesn't take long for Solace to get Garlic and Celery to the spooky castle, and the building is huge. Celery is scared and doesn't want to take any responsibility for putting Garlic in this position. Celery, with smarmy expressions and condescending tone, tries to take the coward's way out by returning with Solace to the veggies, claiming Garlic wanted to do it alone. Before Celery can climb on Solace, Garlic orders the raven to perch above the door and knock with their beak. As Garlic pulls out the hawthorn stake from her bag, Celery declares, He's out! And runs off. Oh, celery. What a coward. Jerk. Inside the spooky castle by a roaring fire and in a comfortable seat, the vampire is enjoying a drink. Red wine? The blood of the townsfolk? And ignores Solus's knocks, thinking it's probably just a woodpecker. When the knocks become insistent, he goes to investigate. Sure, the vampire hunters understood their agreement. When he opens the door, however, no one is there. The vampire doesn't see Garlic slip inside behind him. Closing the door, the vampire turns and sees his nemesis. Dub, dub, dum! Stake in one hand, hammer in the other, Garlic stands her ground, declaring that she is the world-famous vampire hunter Garlic. The vampire has met the best and does not recall her. Getting a little nervous now, the vampire walking towards her, Garlic gives him an ultimatum. Leave and never return or face her stake. Nerves overtake Garlic and she crumples to the ground, telling the vampire to do his worst. But he walks back to his drink, comfy chair and roaring fire. (laughs) Garlic follows, impressed by the spooky castle. The vampire introduces himself as Count and apologizes in disappointing Garlic by not doing what she expected and, you know, killing her. The Count explains that he has an agreement with the local vampire hunters and magics over a scroll for Garlic to read. Garlic reads through the scroll and asks if this means the Count doesn't have legions of minions who do his dark bidding to take over the world. This makes the Count laugh uproariously. Oh my no, he hasn't had minions in a very long time. He wasn't meeting their expectations of world domination because it's simply too much hassle. (laughs) The Count only wants to live out his immortal life relaxing. Same Count, same. Concerned about his specialised diet, Garlic asks what blood he drinks, and the Count declares he is a vegetarian. <gasps> is he also on... sparkling in his he isn't. white, unbuttoned, button-down shirt? He has Sleepless. more of a purplish pallor, and his shirt is buttoned all the way to the top. Excellent. He's wearing layers. On a rare occasion, though, he will have a sip from local wildlife, but mostly holding up his glass, he says he enjoys a beetroot and tomato juice blend with a hint of lime and a pinch of cayenne. It's his own creation. But where does he get produce from? The Count takes Garlic to his hothouse, where he is growing an abundance of produce. Garlic is very impressed with his green thumb and wants to show him the garden where she was born. As they start to walk out of the castle, garlic trips and the bag of seeds and grains goes everywhere. (gasps) Sorry! Oh, Oh, sorry! The Count must count them, but garlic helps by gathering them. Aww. One, two, 
Back at Witch Agnes's garden, Carrot is with Turnip at the top of the water tower. He's very worried about garlic. Suddenly, he spots Celery walking through the trees, alone. When questioned about garlic and Solas, Celery says he doesn't know and doesn't care. Uh, what? Excuse me? Carrot climbs down and grabs Celery, who admits he booked it when Solas started knocking on the door. Indignantly, Celery keeps walking, leaving a crying carrot in his wake. Climbing back up the water tower, Carrot starts his vigil again, and the other veggies join him for a short time. All of a sudden, Carrot spots Solas, but no garlic. And as his tears fall, garlic comes running from the trees with the Count. The other veggies watch on as garlic and Carrot hug. Then, garlic introduces Carrot to Count. In the background, Witch Agnes looks stunned. Count, who has very good manners, goes to meet Witch Agnes, who say, he says looks familiar. Witch Agnes suggests he might have known her mother a long time ago. Ah, yes! She was helping him look for a blood substitute, so perhaps Witch Agnes could take over. Mm. Meanwhile... Carrot whispers to Garlic that he wants to know why Garlic brought the vampire to their garden. Loudly, Garlic introduces Count to the veggies and says he's going to start helping them in the garden. What? What? Garlic explains Count is a keen gardener but wants to learn more, and then he extends an invitation to all the veggies to visit his own garden. As the veggies are still anxious about a vampire in their midst, Carrot steps forward and declares he'd love help from a new friend and shakes Count's finger, which encourages everyone to welcome Count. Meanwhile, Celery has been watching on and begrudgingly offers his own welcome. Count, in a very smooth manner, shames Celery for running off and abandoning Garlic. It's time for Count to leave, so he changes into a bat. What? What? <laughs> Bat! <laughs> and he flies back to the spooky castle. All the veggies crowd around Garlic, hugging her, giving her the thumbs up and telling her they're so happy she's back and that she was brave and going to meet the vampire. As the story closes, we see which Agnes's garden is thriving. Which Agnes magics up Count a sun hat and all the veggies appreciate his help, especially being able to transform into a bat to harvest the oranges. The veggies visit Count's garden and the spooky castle and help his plants to flourish. He sets up a stall to sell his goods right next to garlic and carrot. <laughs> it's so precious. It's precious with vampires. It's, it's perfect. so cute. Anybody else really, like, a little bit hungry now? <laughs> I know. Yes. Make sure if you, on our break... If you go and have a veggie snack, make sure they're not living veggies that you eat. Yes. And if you have celery, make sure you viciously bite into it. Oh, yes. Just snuff it in half first <clears throat> and then eat it. Hi there. I'm Volley, one of the hosts of the Reading Queens podcast. If you love books, fandom discussions, and having a good time, join your new internet friends as we take on such topics and more. Hosted by a group of published authors, Reading Queens is a podcast for every book lover. Every week, we get together to blab about our favorite books, why we love them, and the book boyfriends we wish were real. You can find the episodes on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other platforms, with a new episode launching every Wednesday. Thanks. Now back to the show. Oh, this book... It's so cute. So cute. I love veggies. So it's just... I just love it. I just <laughs> love it. I don't even know what else to say. I love it. <laughs> There's nothing else. I'm The main I'm, I'm character is a garlic astounded. and a carrot. I love them. I, I'm astounded. If Charlie and Nick last week, if Charlie and Nick were a garlic bulb and a carrot, would it have made it a better read for you? Yes, because we oh had because we had David last week, who is now celery, celery this week, Definitely. 
And Tori, who can still be Tori because Tori is amazing, and she just walks up and snaps him in half, throws him over her shoulder, and then just leaves instead of kicking Tori his would cell be phone down the stairs. You think so? I feel yeah. like she would just be her own person just walking through the garden, mad at Celery for being a dick. <laughs> well, I'm just going to jump ahead to my... Can I jump ahead to my surprise since we're talking about how much of a jerk Celery is? Yes! I will say, all the way through, I kept calling Celery a jerk. Yeah! All the way through. Yeah! And as I was reading it, summarising, etc. He's such a jerk, he's such a jerk. Yeah. And then finally, Carrot says... Celery is a jerk. I was like, yes, vindicated. Yes. But anywho, the wrap-up scenes don't include celery. <laughs> like, celery... You know how we say sometimes garbage people don't need a redemption arc? Yeah. This is a prime example of celery is a garbage veg and he doesn't get a redemption arc. He doesn't, he, you know, he's shamed in front of the rest of the veggies very, very viciously, but also in a very polite, well done way by the count for abandoning yes. garlic. Everybody yeah. knows what celery did, but there's no redemption for him. And I really like that. Yeah. So same. we don't actually see in the wrap up panels what happened to celery. So my thought is did they turn him into a salad? I hope so. I hope so that is what he deserves but I feel like I mean I know that a lot of veggies are not typically the stars of of the show I mean you can you can have potato being the star of a show you know or dinner as it as it would be you you know you can just eat a potato and that's your meal like you wouldn't just eat a celery as your meal you wouldn't just eat a carrot as a meal you wouldn't just eat a garlic as a meal so i like that the veggies are pairing off together you know and they work really well together because that's what veggies do you put a whole bunch of veggies together and they make something delicious but like celery i feel like it's not ever anyone's favorite veggie so it just makes sense that he's a jerk celery for me whenever i use celery i don't have it in salads because i don't like celery raw it makes it makes my tongue go numb mm. i just don't like it yeah um i will i don't i ever actively choose celery but i do have some in my salad crisper and the reason i do is because i recently made a dish a rice like an all-in-one pan rice dish mm-hmm. and one of the padding vegetables is celery because you put so many herbs and spices in celery loses a lot of its flavor and absorbs the herb and spices instead but that's like literally the only time i'll ever have a celery because it's part of the the, this particular recipe i see i i I like celery but it's not not but it's not my favorite it's not my favorite veggie my favorite veggie to eat is you know probably a tomato but some tomatoes yeah but for some reason and I'm sure I've talked about this at some point in the past. Fruit, we know it's a fruit tornadoes. Right, yeah. Um, I, for some reason, it's it's just become a thing in my office at the library that everyone thinks that I love carrots. And it's because a long, long time ago, in the before times, before I moved across the country and back a thousand times, I, I did a story time and I made a giant carrot, like three feet long, huge giant carrot, and I used it in my stories. And so then everyone just assumed that I love carrots more than anything. And so then I was out of town, you know, on vacation for a week. And when I came back, my office was full of carrots. They were, they were everywhere. There were like printouts of carrots and carrots hidden in my drawers and like a pen wrapped up in construction paper to look like a carrot in my pen cup and there was just carrots everywhere all over the place and now that I'm back at the library again I put my carrots back up on display in my office and now it's happening again and people just keep putting carrots in my office in fact like two weeks ago there were surprise carrots in my office there, I found four of them, and no one will fess up to putting these tiny <laughs> carrots in my office. And, and, like, they drew little faces on, but the faces all look a little bit different. So I'm wondering, like, is it a group of them, and they're messing with me? I found it's them in my... It's a boy band of carrots. 
But I just, I don't know where they've come from. And no one will confess to having put these carrots in my office. I have no idea who it is. And it's off putting. Secret carrots. Secret carrots. But I love it. I love my carrot collection. And I love that people give me carrots. I love, I love it. And I don't know where that story was going, except for the fact that Celery is not the star of the show. And that I love carrots. I like carrots, raw carrots, with a roasted garlic or roasted pepper hummus. It sounds delicious. That 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 is a little like, I call that like a picnic kind of lunch. Mm, yeah, and I'll quite happily sit there, having my carrot and hummus, or baby corns. I like baby corns and hummus. Yeah. Pepper sticks, mange two, sugar snap peas. Oh, I love all of it. I love all oh. of it. I love a good cucumber too. Yes. Oh, I love cucumber. Yeah. There's something delicious about cucumber. Cucumber tuna, cucumber and cream cheese. Mm. I don't like either of those things. Oh, cucumber and tuna. Cucumber crunch. It's tuna crunch. So you get the tuna, mayonnaise, delish. You've got the cucumber, and it just adds like a cool freshness and a bit of a crunch to the sandwich. It's really delightful. Maybe I'll try that. I do like to cut up and add odd vegetables to my tuna, so maybe I'll do that. I like it when you do like a tuna pasta salad with sweet corn and chunks of cucumber in as well. Delicious. This episode is making me really hungry. Yes. (laughs) I think we need to go back and talk about the book a little bit more, though, instead of just all of the vegetables that we want to eat. (laughs) I love, however it's happening right now again, I love that the vampire drinks beet and tomato juice. Oh, I love that, but I can't drink that. It's no, it's not. It's not for me. I would drink that. I would 100% drink that. I love tomato juice. And I love to eat beets. So, I mean, I can only imagine that they would be delicious together. I love beetroot. I've got two jars of it in the fridge at the moment. I just whole beetroot as well. Mm, and I yeah. just stick a fork in and just... Just nibble. bite it. Mm. Yes. It's so purpley and delicious. Yes. If I ever slice it up and it just covers, like, your fingers get stained in the beetroot juice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. <sighs> mm. Do you like beetroot? Oh, damn it. Here we go again, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> beetroot with feta cheese on just like a very simple lettuce salad. Mm. With cucumber. <laughs> always cucumber. Oh, always cucumber. I had always a cucumber. really nice, like, sliced and pan seared beet and uh, cooked in olive oil and then you put um, do you have french fried onions? it's like they're just crumbly onions Mm. that you put that on top and you know is is it like the pre-cooked stuff like a salad onion? yeah Mm -hmm. yes yes yeah so you have your roasted beets like pan seared delicious and then you put some onion on top so good. I've that sounds delicious. I've not had that. That sounds it's absolutely amazing. amazing. It's delicious. Do you know what I had the other week? What? That was it, it's kind of this big bowl and even the leftovers the next day is really nice. But it's just a big bowl of comfort food. Mm. And it's potatoes as its base and you'll just throw it on the pan and I use tinned potatoes because then I don't have to go through the effort of parboiling and Right, yeah. It's the only time I ever use tinned potatoes. <laughs> And then you let them get seed a little bit, but then you add in leek and chopped up sprouts, mm. and you just kind of see them together, and then some, a little bit of soy sauce. And you can add bacon or corned beef or meat if you so desire, but you do not have to. Mm. But then mix it in with some couscous. Mm. It's just this big bowl of warm comfort food it that when you finish, delicious. you feel stuffed, but you also think, you know what? I don't feel like. I've eaten anything bad. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds so good. <sighs> okay, back to the book a little bit for a second or two. 
Yes, yes. Vamp- there was vampires. There as were well vampires. As vegetables. Yes. I love that vampire uh, Count has his vampire trope of counting the seeds. Yes. And I also love when Garlic panics that she's been feeding people alive garlic. It's so precious. It's so cute. <laughs> it is. <gasps> <laughs> oh, the panic. The absolute panic in a little garlic face. Oh. Oh. I, I've been doing magic by talking to them as they grow. Oh, my God. What have I done? It's so cute. Oh, garlic. I do like the way that witch Agnes kind of sits her down and just has a little comforting chat with her. So, you know, it's okay. You're not getting wrong for being late. That I'm not bothered. And if you want to do something more, try something else. Yeah. Expand your horizons, yeah. even within the farm itself. You've got all of the support. And I think that's really sweet. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, we don't want her to go. We don't want her to leave. But if if she needs to, it's okay. Yeah. Because you know for a fact a witch Agnes will turn around and say, you can go on your adventure, but no, you've always got a home here. Yeah. And that's really cute. You can always come back if you need to. Yes. And it's adorable. (laughs) One of my favourite panels was Blood Orange. Oh, God. When they're all having a panic about the vampire. And they're like, oh, he's going to come for He's going to eat us. And Blood Orange is like, what about me? I'm a Blood Orange. (laughs) Oh. oh, it's so cute. It's so cute. I'm sure I've actually taken a picture of that panel because it was just so freaking adorable. I love how much panic there is in this book. There's so much panic and it's adorable. They've all got the tiny tears in their eyes as well. Mm-hmm. I'm just having a quick look at the pictures. It's so cute. I love how handsome and dapper they're all dressed as well. Yes. Like, if I was in the garden, it would be the most slovenly gear, like, clothes ever. But they've got the shirts and ties, they've got the dungarees and the boots, and they've got the hats. And they all look like proper, like, gentlemen lady farmers. Yes, I love them. So dapper. I love it. It's great. I do have a question, though. What? Where do they get their clothes? Well, I suspect which Agnes either makes them or magics them. You're, prob- you're probably right. She did magic a hat, after all. So. Exactly. My question is, the vampire, and about how... So, it's established at the end that the vampire knew which Agnes's mum. Yeah. So, surely, when they knew, and he was like, I want to be a vegetarian, will you help me, please, Mammy Witch Agnes? Mm-hmm. And she was like, sure, Count, let's make you a veggie. Let's look into the smart all juice and beets scenario. Um, which Agnes might not have been born at that point, because it's about 100 years ago, so fine. But which Agnes says that there used to be a vampire living in the neighbourhood. So she knows that he used to be there. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine that the mum's told stories about her friend the vampire who wants to turn into a vegetarian who used to live in the spooky castle on the hill. But, like, she just causes panic. She's like, ah, oh, I'm sure it's nothing. Or a vampire. It's like, which Agnes? What, are you stirring things She's up? She's just doing it on purpose. You know she is. That's Why my else question. was she, she doing it, it on way? purpose? <laughs> She's got to be doing it on purpose. Like, it's going to be totally fine. Or it's a vampire. And they it all was, shriek. That was so funny. <laughs> that was absolutely hilarious. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Or a vampire. Or it's a vampire. <laughs> Let's have a look. And then invading his privacy by scrying on him through the full length mirror. Yes. <gasps> Shocking. Shocking. But I love that there's some scrying in this, too, because it just ties all of our things that we've been talking about lately together. It does. In this precious bundle of amazingness. Yes. I adore it. So good. It was a read as well. Like, I I wrote the summary for this one, and I was going to just... And I noticed it was in, like, four parts. I thought, mm. oh, I'll do a part a night. Yeah. I'll take my time. Yeah. No, I did it in, in a day. Because I just needed to read the next bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you texted me 
when you were working on it or when you had just finished it or something and you were like, it is going to take you zero time to read this book. And then so I picked it up off my shelf because I have a copy checked out from the library. And I just accidentally, like, I was just going to open it up and flip through and look at a couple of pages. And so I was just standing in my kitchen and I just read the whole thing, just just standing right there in my kitchen. <laughs> just read the entire thing in one go. <laughs> And then I texted just, you like, whoops, I just read the entire thing. Yes. <laughs> but the thing is, it's such a nice book that, you know, young children can read it and take something from it. But us as an adult can sit and read it and take something from it. It's, yeah. It's got a, a, a good universal appeal. And the artwork is beautiful. I love it's it. It's so well done. And the veggies are so expressive. Like you can see them worrying the little lower lip and when they're crying and the anxiety and the stress and the happiness. It's just the whole spectrum is so nicely able to be visualized on mm-hmm. a group of vegetables. A carrot. It is delight yeah. <laughs> a carrot. You see the carrot emote. Yes. Emoting vegetables was not on my thing of 2023 you know <laughs> but it's just amazing and i love it so much it's got such an endearing factor yeah it was great read it was so fun it was so good. yeah and i could only imagine garlic's going to do go on to bigger and better things as well, well like she's got that bit of confidence now yeah and you know there is another one it, this is a duology which I'm surprised we didn't just pick up the second one and read it as well. It's Garlic and the Witch. Yes. So. We might have to cover that one sometime later if we if we need to do something quick. Well, I think we'd just probably end up doing it, to be fair, because if this was as delightful as... I can only imagine that one is as well. Yeah. Who was your favourite character? Not celery, I'll tell you that. Not celery, because celery is a jerk. <laughs> Can I say... I don't know, I feel like I want to say the spooky castle is my favourite character, because <laughs> it was it was Tret, like a character. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love the fact fine. that all the way through, they're like, oh, look, it's the spooky castle. It's never just the castle on the hill mm-hmm. or the castle. It's mm-hmm. always, oh, look, it's the spooky castle. Spooky castle. <laughs> I like that. So I, I want to say that. I mean, garlic, obviously, because I love obviously. the fact that garlic turn is, is garlic. I love garlic. I oh, yes. love oh. garlic. We made dinner today and I, I I was getting the vegetables ready. And I was like, we need garlic, don't we? And the husband was like, stupid question is stupid. <laughs> Duh. Everything involves garlic in our house. Same. Um. So not only do I love garlic, but I loved the fact that she was this little scared little veggie at the beginning, so worried about nothing really. Yeah. She she did, her 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 worries were real, but they didn't have a starting point. They did, there wasn't a pro- place for them just to start it, as far as mm. I can see. Yeah. And then she just builds this confidence, and it's the way she just whips around. She's like, I'm garlic. I'm vampire hunter. Well, famous vampire hunter. And then she's like, No, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm so scared. Just kill me now. And then she's like, Making friends with him. Yeah. In, in, in like three panels. It's just delightful. So I'm going to say garlic for the inspiration and the overcoming adverse, adversity. I think that's I think that's fair. And it's not often. I'll say the title character. I know. Is my favourite character. I know. It's refreshing. Like a veggie. A nice fresh vegetable, nice and crisp. Yes. So my favorite character. Carrot. Carrot is my favorite character. Carrot is so supportive of garlic. But also he was just afraid that she died. <laughs> the beginning. Like, yeah, hey, you were here. I thought you died. It's fine. <laughs> Which makes you worried when they're asleep. Like, do they just turn into their vegetable form? Yeah, I know. Are you going to accidentally get eaten one day? I hope not. When gar- I found a bulb of garlic in my big vegetable basket. It was one that was buried at the back. And it must have been there for too long. Let's just face it. Yeah. And it was like, the bulb was there and it looked intact. But when you squeezed it, it was just air. Oh. Yeah. 
So goodness yeah. knows how long it's yeah. been there, Ugh. clearing things out. Ugh. And there's always that one thing that always ne- that yeah. never escapes. Yeah. So, you know, did Carrot give Garlic a bit of a squeeze to see if she actually properly died? Probably. Probably poked her a little bit, just a little bit to see, you know. I don't know, but I love Carrot. He's such a good friend. And but he he's, calls Salary out correctly for being does. a jerk. He does, yes. And he's also a little bit of a jerk himself. He's kind of a lovable asshole. Just the whole, I just thought you died. But also, yeah, you really should be the one that goes because you're garlic and you've got that natural immunity. Whereas really, do you not think garlic, sorry, carrot should have turned around and said to garlic, yeah, you should probably go because you're garlic and you have a natural immunity to vampires. I'll come with you. That would have probably been good because you know carrot although not made of wood is shaped like a steak so yes they could have been a good pair but again a little bit of vegetables not fruit right a little bit of a lovable asshole in that he makes celery go carrot is a lovable asshole carrot is a lovable asshole Uh, do, have we talked about the vampire tropes? We started at the top of the episode. I, I adore the fact that the seeds and grains was included. Yes, yes, that's one of our favourite vampire tropes, and it's not mentioned very much, which I said this, like you said, at the beginning of the episode. Like, But we have had two books now in the past few months that feature this as an important, a key, a key element of the vampire and I, I love it. I love that yes. it's making a resurgence. <laughs> it's not one that you've seen very often. We're bringing often. it back. We're bringing back vampires counting seeds. It's just not something that you see very often. And again, like a carrot, it's refreshing. Everything in this episode is refreshing. It is. It is. Nice and crisp. Yes. Crisp and refreshing. Vampire trope. <laughs> I like the fact that he was called Count. Yes. And that he looks like a traditional vampire. Yes. And he had the pointy ears. Quite a big pointy nose. I mean, that's not a traditional vampire. He had a purplish pallor. Yeah. Smoking jacket. Yes, he was dressed handsomely. Well-mannered. Well, yes, very polite. And be honest, when he turned into a bat, did you just imagine what we do in the shadows? Yes, of course. That's fine. Bat. As long as, bat. As long as we're on the same page. Of course. Fine. Of course. Whew. Wonderful. Is it time for Would You Rather? I think it is. I think it is. We asked on social media, would you rather be a witch or a vampire? I don't think we need to answer this question. No. But on Facebook. Yeah. On Facebook, 69% of you are wanting to be a witch. On Instagram, 73% witch. On Twitter, 67% vampire. And on TikTok, very close, 51% said vampire. We do have a lot of comments. We do. We do have a lot of comments. Colin on Facebook said, I'll go for all vampires all the time. Yes. It means I don't need to have to have a wart on my nose and I can be all moody and brooding. Plus, there's less chance of getting thrown into a pond. (laughs) Bree on Facebook said, See, both of these you can live forever in a haunted forest and it's acceptable. But... I want to make the spooky magic while still being able to enjoy food, so I'm going witch. Then Emily seconds, Brie. Emily yes. believes the same thing. Cordy on Facebook said, If I can be an immortal daywalker like Blade, then vampire. Then again, I'd feel guilty over every kill. Bladies love vampires, so... Claire, not you, on Facebook, said, Vampire's life is too restrictive. 
What with the no sunlight thing, I'm a massive fan of the sun and I like sleep and night. So not ideal for a vampire's lifestyle. Katrina on Facebook said, Witch! I get to enjoy sunshine still still and have magic. Mm. Stephanie on Facebook says, Obviously a witch. Then I could cast against the vampire. Why would you do that? That's not nice. What's the vampire ever done? Annie on Facebook says, I'm a gardener, so that kind of makes me a witch already. However, I'm a gardener who's always trying to avoid the sun. So I guess that makes me a vampire witch. Annie, there's no option C, but you do seem to have found a loophole. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to let this one slide. Drew on Facebook gave the appropriate response. All vampires all the time. It's the only response. And like Constance on Facebook, who said, okay, this is like asking Amanda if she would like to be blank or a vampire. She will always pick vampire. True. And in true fashion, I shall always and forever pick being a witch. Yeah, I kind of had a feeling that was coming from Constance. Yeah. I'm just glad she didn't put it to music. <laughs> is there I'm a song? A I'm a lover, I'm a oh. child, I'm a mother. No, that's not the right word, though. But you change it. Yeah. We don't swear on fictional hangover. No, never. I was kind of hoping for a song about me loving vampires. <laughs> Challenge extended. Someone write that song. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Witch or witch? The wicked witch. Oh, that's a good one. But we don't want the witch to be dead. We have a few more comments. Anywho. <laughs> Lydia on Facebook says, I like day walking. And can I just tell everyone a secret about Lydia? She's already a witch. Is she that witch? She is. She is a witch. 100%. She's delightful. Cool. Coral on Instagram. Can I be a witchy vampire in some stories? Witches made vampires. I guess you can't have one without the other. I did follow up with Coral on Instagram. And then we talked about the House of Night vampires, which are kind of witches at the same time. So... House of Night are more witches than vampires. It's true, they are. They do drink a little bit of blood on occasion, but they're totally witches. They're totally witches. Finally, L20Cav on Instagram. All witches all the time. Not. (laughs) Psych! Psych! Uh, L20Cab knows better. Oh, that would be hell on if he said anything other than vampire. I know! Whoa! Bad idea. Okay, so clearly we are both saying All vampires all the time. Yes, all vampires all the time. So, let's just move on to our next question. Yes. Would you rather sleep in or take a nap? Oh, God, I love both of them. Me too. <laughs> the best day is when you get to have a sleep in and then let And a nap, nap yes. Oh. But because there is no option C, I'm going to choose nap simply because after a little while lying in bed, my back starts to hurt. Mm. So at least I can get up and then I can just have a kick-ass, like, four-hour nap later on. Yeah. Which is almost asleep. Yeah. I'm also going to pick nap. I mean, that's that's what I live for on the weekends, really. Yes. I love having a nap. So, a really it's like good you nap yesterday. So oh, did I have a nap? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. That sucks. It's like every, any day that ends in Y, the first thing I think about is when I was going to go back to sleep. Yeah. And then the second thing I think about is, can I have a nap today? Yeah. And then the third thing I think about is going to pee, because that's mm, basically yeah. going to pee. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want a nap. Me too. Let's, let's just wrap, let's this, wrap this episode up. up. Yeah. 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 Which? Questions. Which? <sighs> Would you rather have the power to help vegetables grow or bring vegetables to life? 
think as much as I would love to have a little carrot companion, be my little friend, little garlic friend, little pal, I think that I want the power to help vegetables grow. Because even though I would love to have a friend, I would like to eat it more. That's not a very friendly thing to say, but yeah, I want to grow veggies. I am going to say the same thing, vegetables grow, but my reasoning is slightly different. Okay. If I have, if I bring vegetables to life, like if I have a little garlic friend, a little carrot friend, then I'm going to feel guilty every time I eat carrots and garlic. Yeah. And once if that one time I really need carrot or garlic or, you know, a potato in a recipe and I don't have any of those. And your and pal start is asleep. And my friend. Yeah. And then my oh. friend is asleep. So I think, oh, well, that means they want me to eat them. No. It gets to a very dark dangerous place it does so to save myself from being a horrible person and eating my vegetable companions <laughs> i'm going to just have the power to grow veggies love it i think that's the best answer <laughs> would you rather live in the spooky castle or in which agnes's cottage yes you get to keep the garden Spooky castle, without a doubt. Same. Same. Um, do I need to give you a reason? It's a spooky no, castle. Spooky castle. Although, if the cottage had, you know, chicken feet and ran around, I might choose the cottage. But nah, spooky castle. Devil. Last question. Would you rather have minions, but you need to appease them through world domination, or retire to a huge spooky castle? Which stops the vampires, hunters, from constantly attacking. Castle, obviously. Yeah. I kind of agree with the count. Like, world domination, it just seems like a lot of hassle. (sighs) Yeah. There's a lot that goes into that. And if I could just, like, relax in a cozy chair by the fire, drinking beet and tomato juice, done. Dunsies. That's all I need in my life. I can only imagine how big the library must be in the spooky castle. I know. You could bell all the way around all you four could. walls. You could. I would go full bell. And you should. Yes. It's my spooky castle. I'm gonna. Yeah. I would have a bookshelf lining the, a long corridor to the front door. So every yes. time somebody rings the bell and I've got to go and answer the door, I can just bell along the way. Yeah. I love it. It's a great plan. Cool. All right. Favorite final thought quote? There's so many. It was so cute. There's so many good ones. Okay. I'm going to go with the, the, the nice, meaningful one first. You're much braver than you think. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> I think this all the time. I'm sure there's a conspiracy. It's it's a gar- it's the vampire garlic conspiracy. But how do we know for sure that vampires don't like garlic? What if that's only a rumor started by vampires? What if they love garlic? What if they actually find it delicious? That would vampires be want you to eat garlic because garlic's good for the blood, so it makes you more delicious for them yes. to nom nom you. Yes. Well, I don't want to alarm you, but. There's a chance it might be a vampire. Vampire! You can't be serious. Ah. Panic! Panic, panic. We'll end on cheese and chives. I'm a blood orange. I'm done for. (laughs) I love that one so much. Oh, it's very good. Uh. Okay. (laughs) Give me yours. We all knew this one was coming. To be honest, I thought you died. (laughs) I can't wait to get back home and take a nap. Yes. Yes. Will you stop staring like that? You're weirding me out. (laughs) And finally, 
Vampire, take heed, for I am the world-famous vampire hunter Garlic, and I am here to vanquish you. <gasps> really? No, I'll do whatever you want. I don't know you're doing it. It's fine. <laughs> oh, it's so good. All right. If you liked this, try this. What are you going to suggest this time? I'm going to suggest Unfamiliar by Haley Newsom. And this is thanks to superfan Annie who pointed me in this direction. Hmm. And it is a graphic novel. And I have been looking for it. Um, the summary from Goodreads. Young kitchen witch Planchette gets an incredible deal on a new house in a magical town. Turns out there's a reason. It's haunted! After unsuccessfully attempting to get these unwanted ghosts to leave, she realises the only thing to do is to help them with their problems. Along the way, she befriends a shy siren who hates being popular, a girl battling a curse, and a magically challenged witch from a powerful coven. Aww. And it sounds delightful it and I am does. dying to read it. Yes. It's on my TBR. Excellent. What are you got? I am going to suggest one that I'm reading right now, which Ooh. I started reading when I found this for, you know, to suggest. It's called The Accursed Vampire by Madeline McGrain. And it is also a graphic novel. And the illustrations are precious. I so, think we need to cover it then. <laughs> Dragoslava is a vampire kid. And that's not even the worst part. A few centuries ago, Drago was cursed by a witch. And now they must complete every task the witch gives them or they'll be turned into worms. When the witch tells Trago to bring her a spellbook oh, from Baneberry Falls, they set off with their immortal friends, Etsley and Quintus. But mysteries await in this sleepy Midwestern town. Are the keepers of the spellbook, Sarah, a vampire, and Aisha, a witch, as friendly as they seem? Or do they have a hidden agenda, like everyone else Drago has ever known? One thing's for sure. After this accursed mission, Drago's immortal life will never be the same again. That sounds amazing, and I feel like I need to read it right now. I, Drago looks like a little tiny Nosferatu. <gasps> That's even better! Oh yeah. my gosh! And they wear, like, this. Their their outfit is just a little, like, black triangle cape. But they just—they're just, they're just ears <gasps> and points. <laughs> oh my god! It looks like a Cthulhu thing's coming out of the book on the cover, and there's like a haunted mansion-style mansion in the background. Yes, yes. And everything about this, what the clawed feet? Yes, Etsley has clawed feet, and I haven't discovered why, but they're a vampire why too. Not? Yeah. Oh uh, Etsley and Quintus are also vampires. And they're we just mi- tiny little children. <laughs> we need to cover this. It's too delightful. Yeah, we do. It's Vampire Book Club. There we go. Pre-warning yeah. everybody. It's going to happen. All right. <laughs> <sighs> do we have a spotlight? And is it vampire related? We do. And it is not vampire related. But <gasps> it is... No, it's not veggie related either. But there is um, ghosts Ooh. and it's a graphic novel. Ghosts. Oh, I love graphic novels. Yeah. I love graphic novels and ghosts. Yes. Tell me so, more. I need the, um, I need this in my life. This one's not out yet. It's coming soon. Mm-hmm. It's called mm-hmm. Festival of Shadows by Atelier Cento, Cecile Brune, and Oliver Pichard. Every summer, in an isolated Japanese village, a celebration known as the Festival of Shadows takes place. The villagers are entrusted to assist the troubled souls, or shadows, of those who died tragically, and to help them come to terms with their deaths and find eternal peace. Naoko, a young girl born in the village, is given a year to save the soul of a mysterious young man. She develops strong feelings for her shadow, a handsome young man, an artist, but he seems haunted by a terrible secret. She has a year to find out what happened to him, to help him come to terms with his past, and if she fails, his soul will be lost forever. 
As the year goes by, Naoko finds herself teetering between the worlds of the living and the dead. What is the terrible secret that seems to be haunting her shadow? And could she be risking her own life to help someone who has already lost his? Naoko puts her life on the line to save the soul of this man she loves in an exciting, moving, and beautifully drawn story that takes the reader on a journey from the beautiful Japanese countryside to the glamorous Tokyo art world. That sounds really good. It also gave me a little bit of Raven Boys vibes because we've got a year. We've got a year or something terrible is going to happen to the person that we love. So kind of... Kind of got yeah. some Raven Cycle vibes a little bit. Oh, you could have appropriately hashtag tenuous linked it in a couple weeks. I could have, but you know what? It's fine. And we're finishing that one up next week, so it's going to be fun. Well, that's going to happen. Oh, you already know. Oh, I, I knew. To it yet. Oh. <laughs> All right. That's it for this episode of Fictional Hangover. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. Join us next time as we discuss The Raven King, the final book of The Raven Cycle by Maggie Stiefvater. Look out for our Would You Rather polls on social media. Don't forget about our book club and monthly challenges on Facebook. Be sure to visit our shop on Redbubble at fictionalhangover.redbubble.com for all your favorite fictional hangover-themed merchandise and become a patron of ours on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictionalhangover. Until next time, remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another carrot. Book. Book is the word. Not a book. Not a You can find us at fictionalhangover.com. Follow us on Instagram at fictionalhangover. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fictionalhangover. And on Twitter at fictionalhangover, no E-R. If you like this episode, check out our others. And be sure to rate, review and subscribe so you don't miss out. And finally, special thanks to Liz Emerson for her music. You can find her on Facebook and Patreon. Thanks for listening. <laughs>